0: Welcome to another episode of Academy Days. I'm your author and host, Judith. Welcome to the story. Academy Days, Episode 49, Novelty and Change Lacey Winters stopped at the foot of the stairs. Mom stood by the front screen door, eyes closed, her hand on the latch. Was she whispering to herself, Mom, what are you doing? Mom sighed and opened her eyes slowly, praying. For the screen door? Is it broken? Mom laughed. No, I'm getting ready to go out there and talk to Iona Davies. Lacey edged up next to Mom and peered down the front walk. Oh, there she was, the self-appointed neighborhood gardener plucking something from between the plants around the mailbox. I guess she's home from her summer visit with her third cousin in England. Seems so. Mom pulled in a deep breath. Which means she has a build-up of gardening advice. Lacey nudged the oak front door closed a few inches. Just pretend you don't see her. Mom released the breath. No, no, it obviously gives her great delight to impart the gardening knowledge of her third cousin who used to work on the grounds of Buckingham Palace. It makes Iona feel important, and she did help me defeat that spider mite infestation last year. Yeah, but, Mom, how many hours of the day do you have to invest in learning second-hand from Iona Davies' third cousin who worked at Buckingham Palace ten years ago? Plant advice doesn't go out of date, Lacey. I got my housework done early. I have time. And if it means showing Iona that she's worthwhile, I'll take the time. Lacey watched the bobbing blue and white sun hat as Iona aimed a spray bottle at a plant. You're a good woman, Mom. Mom covered her eyes and whispered a sentence, then stepped boldly out onto the front porch. The blue and white hat bounced, and Iona straightened, waving. Lacey pulled back into the shadows of the front hallway. The house was quiet. Flora wouldn't be home from her summer camp job for a few days yet. Ira was off buying stuff for college, Dad was at work, and Mom was learning all the latest lore Iona had picked up in England. This was the perfect time. Armed with snacks and drinks, Lacey retreated to her tower. In the attic, she'd found a small table which she'd painted white the Saturday before. The window seat was just the right height for a desk chair. Lacey squeezed behind the table and settled her things before flipping open a fresh notebook. The book Floor had given her months ago, the book on how to write a novel, said to catch the reader's attention with the first line of the first page. Lacey touched pen to paper. She screamed. Yes, good, very attention-getting. Cold, clammy hands wrapped around her wrists, pulling her towards the boat. Lacey shivered. Was that too much? Too scary? But this whole story was based on her wild imagination over where the Pellas were. It wasn't real. It was just her imagination fluffing things up. And the book said to set up the problem in the very first chapter. The problem was that the main girl was being kidnapped for ransom. Maybe that was too simple. The girl clenched her teeth. Her captors only knew that her parents were rich. Of course, the Pellas weren't rich, but Lacey wasn't really writing about them. Their sudden and prolonged absence was just her inspiration. They didn't know she also knew the password to the backdoor keypad of the White House. Lacey threw down her pen. That was so far-fetched. Why would some random girl know that information? The pen rolled across the floor and down two stair steps. Lacey squiggled around in the cramped space and back again with her pen. After her parents had been hired to redecorate the Oval Office... No. After her parents had been hired to redecorate the president's daughter's room, the girl had been given the code. If the kidnappers knew, they would stop at nothing to get the information. Oh, that was good. After all, London had helped decorate a senator's daughter's room. Why not the president's daughter's room? Lacey popped a gummy bear into her mouth. How long had she been writing? Oh, only ten minutes. And she had one, two, three, not even a hundred words. Writing a novel would take the rest of her life at this rate. What did the one chapter said? Don't worry about punctuation, the first draft, or self-editing. Just write and let the story flow. Lacey bent her head over the notebook and let the ink fly. Two hours later, she crunched down on her last white chocolate-covered pretzel and stared at the last sentence she'd written. The girl curled into a ball at the back of the cave as her heart slowly beat its last beats. She would never see her parents again but she had not betrayed her country. The code was safe. She could die in peace. What? She'd just killed off the main character. Lacey fluttered the 15 pages of handwriting. It contained enough words for, like, three chapters. What was she supposed to write about for the rest of the book? And what was the girl's name, anyway? Lacey, Mom called from downstairs. Lacey slapped the notebook closed and maneuvered around the table. A break. She needed a brain break. Then she'd rewrite that last page and let the girl live to see more adventures. Lacey, Iona wants to talk to you. Oh, why? The last time Lacey had grown something, it had been in terrarium jars for a science fair project and nothing remarkable had happened except some weird-looking mold. Come to think of it, she'd left those jars in the back shed. What did they look like now? Lacey turned the corner onto the main flight of stairs. Lacey Love Iona always spoke with a slight British accent after visiting her third cousin. Hi, Miss Davies Lacey came to a hovering stop on the bottom step of the staircase, fingers tracing the wooden curly cue that finished off the railing. I was just telling your mum that I want to start a garden club in Easton, including a junior chapter. What do you think? Well, I don't really garden. That's the point, dearie. The younger generation needs to know how to survive without depending on factory food sources. My third cousin, who worked at Buckingham, is starting a junior chapter where she lives and we can have a sister group and share ideas and send photographs back and forth. "'Oh, um—' Lacey darted her eyes towards her mother. "'Save me.' "'Oh, Iona, that's so kind of you. "'Why don't you touch base with us when you've got your plan settled for the group? "'Lacey'll let you know then what she's decided.' "'Iona nodded. "'Perfect. "'I do need to write up the bylaws for the group, "'and I've got scads of ideas for instructive pamphlets and outings.' "'Sounds like you're going to be busy,' Mom said. Lacey rubbed her left foot against her right foot. "'Well, I'd best get on down the lane, then. "'Have you seen the McAllister's front garden with the bird boff? "'It's disastrous, really embarrassing. "'Fungi and the marigolds are just flagrant. "'Some people know nothing about balance, Cynthia.' "'True,' Mom said. Iona flapped her hat and plopped it back upon her head before whirling across the porch, gardening shears in hand. Mom shut the screen door and then the inside door before leaning against it. So, Lacey sat down on the steps. Does the front yard look like Kensington Gardens now? Mom swiped grass fragments off her shirt. Windsor. It's all about Windsor now. Iona's third cousin has a niece who works in the gardens there and knows all the things. Lacey rested her chin in her hands. What must it be like to work at places like Buckingham and Windsor? Not in the gardens, that sounded sweaty. But maybe inside, like as the queen's secretary, or... Lacey jumped up and ran upstairs. Come down after a while to help me with supper, Mom said. Lacey settled into her crowded writing space again and tore out the last page of her story. She sent it in a crumpled ball against the attic door. I name you Zyima, and you shall not die. I have a new adventure for you. Chapter Two In the Presence of the Queen Two days later, Lacey sat in midweek service tapping her feet against the support of the pew in front of her, she slid her hand into her shoulder bag, feeling the crinkled edge of her notebook. Ink had creased the pages as she'd filled half the notebook with Zaima's adventures. Maybe she should leave it in her bag, not show it to Miss Homer after all. But who else would be able to read it and tell her if it was any good? The congregation stood for the closing prayer. Lacey edged into the aisle at the last amen. Okay. She wouldn't make a big production about it. Just slip Miss Tomer the notebook and ask her to read it if she had time. Please, help there not to be a whole bunch of people around her, Lacey prayed. Miss Tomer was turning towards the doorway that led into the Sunday school wing. Miss Tomer? Lacey caught up with her. Lacey, how's your summer? Ready for school to start again? Miss Tomer began pulling stuff off the bulletin board outside the toddler's Sunday school room. Summer's good, Lacey said. No need to respond to the second question. It might hurt Miss Tomer's feelings or something. I um wondered if you could, if you would, that is, if you'd mind. Lacey pulled the notebook out of her shoulder bag. I'm writing a story. Oh? Miss Tomer dropped a cardboard cutout of an unnaturally orange tiger and took the notebook and fluttered the pages. How fun! What's it about? Well, it's this girl who goes on adventures and stuff. Lacey bit her lip. Wow, fascinating. I wondered if, well, maybe you could look it over and tell me what you think. Miss Tomer nodded. Sure, this is great, Lacey. I'm actually thrilled you're trying something like this. Lacey twisted her fingers together. Really? Of course. Writers don't become writers unless they write. Lacey shifted from one foot to the other. Really? She might have a chance at being a writer. But my life probably isn't interesting enough to inspire anything someone else would want to read. Miss Tomer tucked the notebook into her own bag. Never underestimate how normal, everyday activities might be inspiring your story ideas. Ticking out the trash, meeting new people, trying something you've never tried before. Anything might lend itself to your writing, even decades down the road. Lacey shuffled. I'm not really good at doing new things. Miss Tomer pried out another staple and removed a duck with bulged, startled eyes from the board. "'Well, Lacey, I don't believe you. You just handed me proof that you try new things, and I heard you in London talking about riding horses. That was new, right? Just because you don't do zip lines and scuba diving doesn't mean you don't try new things. Just keep an eye out for opportunities.' Lacey nodded, glancing towards the lobby. Her parents were probably ready to go, and the zebra holding up the welcome banner was grinning at her with bared teeth. The poor one- and two-year-olds who'd passed by this bulletin board all summer. Thanks, Miss Tomer. You can give it back whenever. She hurried to the car. Anything could be food for writing. Thursday afternoon, Lacey propped her bike against a tree beside her driveway. The afternoon stretched before her, unhampered hours of reading time. Lacey, dearie, come over here. Just look at your mother's chrysanthemums. Lacey sighed, dropping a backpack of library books onto the grass. Those yellow and orange flowers. Why? Iona knelt on the sidewalk in front of the mailbox flower garden, a pile of weeds next to her. "'They're gorgeous! Your mum's yard will definitely be a stop for the Fall Junior Gone Club Lecture Tour. By the way, I have the sign-up sheet right here. You can be the first on the list!' Lacey swallowed. "'Oh, oh no. Then again, this was August. The days of a garden club had to be short-lived at this point.' But what if she ended up being the only one in the group and had to tag along after Iona all over town, learning about snapdragons and petunias? She had novels to write and read. Here you go. Iona waved the clipboard. Lacey took the form and stared at the 30 blanks. Poor Iona. She'd be lucky to get five participants in this thing. Um... How often will this club meet? Bi-weekly. Well, that was doable, maybe. Lacey squeezed her eyes shut. Miss Tomer had told her not to take any experience for granted, not even taking out the trash. Learning how to combat mulch fungi had to be worth something then. Jesus, use me to show Iona that she's worthwhile, Lacey prayed and signed her name to blank number one. Lacey, Mom called from the front porch. Phone? Bye, Iona. Lacey grabbed her backpack and jogged up to the porch. It's Miss Tomer, Mom said. Lacey took Mom's cell phone. This was weird, talking to her teacher over the phone. Lacey, it's got such action, Miss Tomer said. You don't get all bogged down in minute details, which is good. No long passages about setting the table for dinner, folding laundry. And I enjoy your main character's disposition. She wants to be honest and brave, but sometimes she struggles with fear. That's real, Lacey. Lacey gulped, thank you. Now, a couple suggestions. I think research will help you with authenticity. For example, I think the White House probably has higher security than just a backdoor keypad you know? And when Zayma bandages her own broken arm. Well, I'm not sure the average 15-year-old could do that without fainting. Lacey plunked down on the porch swing. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. How could she have been so ridiculous? Don't be embarrassed, Lacey. You'll spot this stuff yourself before you know it. And every writer needs critique. If William Shakespeare was still alive, he would need a critique partner. Shakespeare? Yeah, she'd not really learned to appreciate that guy yet, but everybody always talked about him like he was something amazing. So if even he would need critique, then that was saying something. So I made some notes, and I'll pass everything back to you on Sunday. Not in front of everybody, Lacey sprang up off the swing. Miss Tomer laughed. Okay, we'll do it Zaima's way. She lowered her voice. It'll be behind the palm plant, outside the pastor's office. Go there between Sunday school and main service. Well, I didn't mean you had to be that discreet. Okay, how about I just quietly slip it into your shoulder bag? Perfect, Lacey said. See you Sunday. She hung up and returned the phone to Mom before going to her room with her cache of library books. Was this the start of something? She'd sort of been dreaming of writing a story all summer, but had always found excuses to reject each idea that popped into her mind. Now she was just writing, and it wasn't perfect, but Miss Tomer seemed to think she should keep on writing. But what if Miss Tomer was wrong? What if her life was too boring, and trotting around after Iona Davies looking at people's flowers definitely didn't sound very inspiring. The truth was, new stuff made Lacey nervous anyway. She sat cross-legged on her bed and rested her chin on her hands. God, I gotta say that I'm not one for looking up new opportunities, new experiences, so I don't know, could you just sort of... Send one my way. Mom poked her head into the room. Hey, Lace, shower and change. Your dad wants to go out for dinner. Lacey paused. Out to eat? On a Thursday evening? Have Flora come home a day earlier? Was this one in a long line of exit-to-college events for Ira's sake? Like McDonald's or what? Lacey asked. Or what? I don't really know, Mom said. Lacey went to her closet and ruffled through the hanging clothes. Nothing new since that shopping spree in May when Flora was getting ready for her stint as a camp counselor. Mom, I need to go back to school shopping, she bellowed, to ensure being heard in the master bedroom down the hallway. Really, it wasn't a good time to ask God for something new. School started next week. That would be enough of a life swing to last her for months. Dad came home a half hour later. Everybody ready? He yelled. Everybody was only Lacey, Mom, and Aunt Nina. Lacey picked up her handbag. Sometimes it would be nice if Ira and Flora weren't gone so often. She'd spend dinner listening to Aunt Nina and Dad argue about politics without the humorous buffer of Ira and Flora's commentary. What was it going to be like to be the only child this fall? No more early morning drive through detours with Ira before school or spontaneous late-night ice cream runs. Actually, she'd probably lose weight without Ira around, but she'd lose something more too, somebody to laugh with when all the adults were taking life too seriously, somebody to argue with until a wet dish towel battle broke out and turned the whole house into a war zone. When Flora had left for college, some of the energy had seeped out of the house with her. With Ira gone, a lot of the fun would go, too. Everybody in the car, Dad called. Lacey blinked away some moisture in her eyes. Change happened. It was a part of life. And if she was going to be a writer, she need to learn to embrace it. Besides... Flor and Ira had been so busy this summer, Lacey was already getting used to being the only child. So this fall probably wouldn't seem all that new and different after all, right? Thank you for listening to another episode of Academy Days. If you would like to sign up for my newsletter, you can go to judithestefano.com and I will send you a newsletter with a code for a bonus episode. Thanks for listening! Bye!